Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. If you normally skip the pre-roll, then please just give me one second because we have some really good specials from Blick this week. As you know, my favorite way for you to support the podcast is to use our affiliate link when you order your art supplies from Blick.com. All you have to do is go to MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, and that will take you straight through to the regular Blick website. It looks the same. It functions the same. But when you use our affiliate link, Blick donates 10% of your purchase to the Messy Studio Podcast. It costs you nothing, and it is a huge benefit to us when you do that. As always, I'm going to remind you to please just bookmark that link, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, and then that way you don't even have to think about it. You just use your bookmark when you order your art supplies. So I know for the past few weeks we've been promoting a lot of oil paint specials from Blick, which is great because they've been on sale and it's a great opportunity to get oil paints. But apparently it's all been leading up to this big mega sale where they put a whole bunch of paint on sale. They're saying that this is the lowest prices of the season. And most importantly to our listenership and to you, Rebecca, I know you listen to the pre-roll. Gamblin Cold Wax Medium is marked down by 40%. So if you need some Cold Wax Medium, if you want to stock up, now is the perfect time. So go to MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. Take advantage of these offers and make sure that you are well stocked on paint and cold wax medium. All right, that's all for now. MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. On with the show. Hello and welcome to the Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about vulnerability. Situations in which we feel unsure, insecure, and vulnerable are a common experience for many of us. As artists, that feeling of vulnerability may come with exhibiting our work, promoting ourselves, explaining what we do, and even when we're alone in the studio making art. Today we will share some thoughts about what it means to be vulnerable as an artist. Is vulnerability something to avoid, or tolerate, or even embrace? What can we learn from situations in which we feel vulnerable? With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So in last week's episode, when we talked about different emotional issues and emotional entanglements, uh, we touched on this topic. And so in terms of emotion, vulnerability can be described by things like feeling unsure, feeling un- uh, exposed, inadequate, afraid, uncomfortable. And using vulnerable as a synonym for these kind of words comes easily, but often without much thought as to what the word vulnerable actually means. Uh, So for fun, I looked it up in the dictionary and the definition was open to attack or damage. So it's interesting that we say things like, oh, you know, you might say like, I feel, I felt vulnerable having the gallery owner in my studio or Um, starting this really big, large-scale painting made me feel vulnerable. And, and, you know, if you take the definition literally, it's kind of funny. We wouldn't really expect to be actually physically attacked or damaged uh, talking to a gallery owner or starting a painting. But the word as it's, you know, we tend to use it in conversation does express that strong feeling about our emotions, that our emotions are open to attack or damage. So I think that's a real and legit use of the word, since that's how people speak. Um, 
And I really can't think of another word that has quite the same meaning or impact when you're talking about um, emotional situations. Um, when you feel like your emotions or maybe even your sense of self is open to attack <laughs> or damage, and that you know can feel really uncomfortable. And people that already have uh, some degree of social anxiety, which a lot of us do, might feel that even more strongly. Um, I, I don't think I'm going out on a limb too much to say a lot of artists are sensitive people, sensitive emotionally. And so if that's you, I mean, you tend to be wary of situations where you kind of expect you're going to feel vulnerable. And these might be things like having your work critiqued or anything where you think maybe somebody's questioning uh, your, whether you're a legitimate artist or not. A lot of people, when they're starting out, won't refer to themselves as artists uh, when they're asked. And I think that's kind of a sign of not wanting to be vulnerable in that way. When you say you're an artist, it, it can sound like a pretty big claim, and it can feel uncomfortable um, to say that. So I think that's... Uh, I don't know, I want to talk a little bit about times when you should push yourself a little bit in that way. Uh, and other times when maybe it's okay to, you know, put some defenses up because, you know, we can't walk around like open wounds or anything, you know. <laughs> we do need to protect ourselves sometimes from situations that that would, uh, you know, open us up to somebody being rude or cruel or something, you know, and that, that can really set you back. Um, and, you know, we all, I think we all feel that our artwork is so personal, so part of ourselves. And um, I think it's important to be honest and authentic in your work. So that can leave you feeling exposed when somebody's looking at it or critiquing it. And, you know, what we were talking about last week, we tend to have a lot of emotions kind of bound up in making the work, showing the work, talking about the work. And it can be hard to get any distance on it and any kind of objective feeling that you could handle it if somebody, you know, didn't quite get what you're doing or seems a little skeptical or even uh, critical. Do you, do you have any suggestions for uh, how maybe we can recognize uh, those situations where um, being vulnerable is going to be advantageous or uh, is going to possibly hurt us? Um, yeah. It, 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 uh, wow. It is sometimes hard to know that because I feel like in most situations, it's best to kind of trust things and trust that you can be fairly honest and trust the people that you're talking to that they're going to accept that in a good way. Obviously, it's not always true. Um yeah, especially when you're talking with people who you don't know. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think the problem is, you know, you really don't know, and if you start to find yourself avoiding situations in which you speculate that emotional damage could come your way, <laughs> uh, I think that's that's not a good thing, and I, I think that happens sometimes just becomes a habit. You're not even really aware of what you're doing. You just think this is how I am. I don't get into this stuff. I don't like talking to people about my work or 
I don't like talking about my goals or my ambitions to, to anybody. And, you know, that's that's a problem when you really start closing off like that. I think because you could have some very interesting, good conversations and, you, you know, really get somewhere. But, um, yeah, I don't really have a good answer to your question. I, I am not very good at it myself, to be frank. <laughs> but, but I think the idea of taking a risk and, you know, putting out a, a little feeler to see if somebody's receptive is probably one way, depending on what it is that you want to talk about. Um, I mean, taking risk is something we talk about a lot with an art practice. And it extends maybe to those situations where you just feel, what am I getting into here? Do I want to talk to this person? Do I want to take my work in and show somebody? Um, yes, it could go badly. <laughs> and I will feel vulnerable. And I will feel attacked. Um, but taking that risk, if you don't, you know, it could be a bad thing. Um, and it's that... <laughs> That sense that you're going to be exposed and you don't have anywhere to hide, um, it's a sense of showing who you really are and even, you know, your shortcomings and your insecurities and you're afraid someone else sees them too. And so um, it, it tends to be around situations where you are not putting up defenses um, around that true self. So whether you're choosing not to put the defenses up or whether it's just sort of out of your control, that's that uncomfortable sense of, you know, like, what's the script? You know, what do I say? And how can I keep my dignity here? And how can I handle this situation? I mean, yeah, the respecting your own dignity, I think, is a is a good point. Um, because it's, there's Certainly, there there are situations where uh, projecting confidence is going to be very very important, and mm-hmm. and 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 behaving in a manner that that does respect your dignity. Um, and on the other hand, uh, vulnerability uh, comes tends to be very genuine, and I think it's something that people tend to connect with. Um, right. <laughs> So, but it's that certainly needs to be managed in some way. You can't you yeah. can't be vulnerable all the time because people will eventually kind of roll their eyes and be like, "Oh, this again." Yeah, <laughs> I know? mean, you can come across as being pretty needy or something like, "Please reassure me that I'm okay," and those kind of things. Um, people do tend to back away from, but I think there are good defenses that you can put up and still be yourself and still be honest. And if you know that you're heading into a situation where you might feel vulnerable, then, you know, maybe you're going to meet a collector or you're going to go in and talk to a gallery or something. And and you're, you know, you're kind of afraid, like, what's somebody going to think about me? What's they going to think about their work? Um, and that fear of how people are going to think of you is pretty deeply ingrained. I, it's hard to combat that. And I am... I am absolutely not a great example of that. I find it hard to get around that. Um, so you're going into a situation where you you feel kind of vulnerable. And I think what you just said about sometimes um, working on how to appear confident, even, even if inside you are not as confident as you are on the outside, to, to try to draw from 
somewhere in, inside yourself, that confidence, that knowledge that you wouldn't be in this situation of, say, um, approaching a gallery if you hadn't gotten yourself to that point. You, you have been in situations where you were able to make gains in your confidence. They may desert you at the moment when you're walking up to the door of the gallery, but to try to you know tap into that feeling that got you as far as you've gotten is important. And, and it's somehow finding a way to be yourself but your most confident self, your best self, um, because if you um, if you behave in a way that exposes your insecurities, um, yes, as you say, sometimes in some situations that's you know people feel connected with you. Then we all have these things, but you know, recognizing a professional situation, you know, you don't want to do that, then you, you're going to lose ground. <laughs> so is it fair to say that when you're discussing your work, and you're discussing the, um, the emotion or the personal situations that influence your work, it's okay to be vulnerable. Mm. But when we're when we're speaking to somebody in a professional capacity, we want to make sure that we project confidence. Yes, that's a really good distinction because the personal connection to your work is so important. And for many artists, that personal connection is coming out of various kinds of experiences, um, some of which you might want to stay private about, but some of which you can talk about. And in that case, I, I think the more open and honest you can be and vulnerable, it is appealing to people. They they, you know, you don't you don't need to be on a pedestal with people who are admiring your work or looking at your work. I mean, they want to see you as a person, and you are a person. So, um, I think that's a really good distinction, though, recognizing when it's okay, when it isn't, and and to handle those professional situations where you're going to be vulnerable and you know it ahead of time, trying to prepare yourself for that. Um, one of the suggestions um, I have, and I try to do myself, because I, like many artists, find it hard to go to um, openings of my own work. And, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> that moment, that time, when you go into the gallery and there's all your work on the wall, you can feel, I mean, I typically feel really good about it. It always looks so good in the gallery as opposed to sitting around on the studio floor or something. But there's also the knowledge that this whole room full of people is looking at it. And sometimes in the corner of your eye, you see people sort of discussing and pointing, you know, and like, what are they talking about? Um, and, that, and, and people are going to come up to you and ask you things, say things to you. And so to kind of prepare for that and think, Think deeply about the work that's in the show, the kind of things people might ask about, what you want to say about it, what you want people to know about it, and just, you know, rehearse it a little bit in your head. You're not going to carry around note cards or anything, but I think just having a bit of background in your own mind uh, to prepare yourself is is helpful. Um because people can catch you off guard in these situations. They may say things that seem really off the wall um, and and make you, yeah, feel defensive or something. I mean, I, I remember, I can remember a few openings, uh, situations where people said 
things to me that I thought, wow, that's kind of harsh or critical or, you know, I just wasn't ready for it. And and I kind of blathered, I suppose. Um, the one that comes to mind is a guy, this is years ago when I was doing these big color field paintings saying, uh, well, basically he said I was just copying Rothko. <laughs> and I was like, what? Uh, but he made me guess. He was standing there saying, come on, you know who your work looks like. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> it looks like me. And and it was really quite offensive. And I felt vulnerable in that moment. Even though I was proud of my work, I knew I like Rothko, but I knew I wasn't trying to be Rothko. And, and I, later I thought, you know, how could I have handled that with more dignity um, instead of just becoming embarrassed, which is what I felt. And and vulnerable, for sure. I, I couldn't even think of what to say to him. So, yes, okay, all that to say, there are moments at openings that can be uncomfortable. But, you know, 99% of the time, it's great. You know, people are appreciative. People say nice things. Um, and it's not you know, you're not, you, you feel vulnerable in kind of a good way, like you're open, you're discussing things, um, you're approachable, and that kind of thing. Uh, let's take a minute to talk about what's new from Cold Wax Academy. The summer quarter of Cold Wax Academy's membership program is now underway. Rebecca and Jerry's upcoming weekly live online sessions will explore personal voice and composition and continue the topic of professional development with some special guests. Member critiques and painting clinics, Cold Wax Academy's new feature, are ongoing. You can join the membership program anytime and catch up with past recorded sessions at your own pace. Please visit coldwaxacademy.com for more information. That's coldwaxacademy.com. Also, stay tuned for information coming soon about Rebecca and Jerry's newest project, Espacio, dedicated to providing beautiful living and working spaces for artists and writers. Espacio's first offering is Casa Clavel, a modern, fully equipped house opening this September in the beautiful cultural city of San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. You can learn more and make a reservation by emailing info at coldwaxacademy.com. A dedicated Espacio website is coming soon. Once again, to learn more and make a reservation, just email info at coldwaxacademy.com. All right, let's get back into it. So um, going on with the idea of sometimes you want to exert some control in a situation where you feel vulnerable. So I was just talking about gallery openings, being a little prepared. Another one that occurs to me is just setting boundaries. And, and that can cover a lot of ground. But one that comes to mind is, you know, being careful about who you invite into your studio. Um, maybe uh, avoiding people who just seem to be very skeptical about the fact that you're an artist, you know. <laughs> now, that may not be possible to avoid people that are in your family or something, but um, I guess what I'm saying is uh, you can decide how much and what you want to say about who you are and who your work is. Um, and if you, you know, sometimes you can't, you, it's unexpected or you can't get away from it. Sometimes you might gain something from it. But if you sense that you're really not going to get anything out of this exchange, um, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with avoiding that. It's, it's sort of managing situations that are pretty likely to kind of rock your emotional boat. And, and that, that can take your focus away. It can be distressing. And so, I mean, I, a goal really is to stay clear and focused about your work. So um, it's okay to, I think, not put yourself in a situation with a person that you don't feel is receptive to your work. Um, and as I said, what, what you choose to say about your work might be more private than you want to say. So that's okay too. Um, so that's all kind of like the, the downside of vulnerability, but I think sometimes um, there are situations in which we feel vulnerable as artists, but it's good it's good to uh, to face that to to go into it to be open to be honest uh be yourself and as you mentioned one of them is just talking about your work where does it come from um and that um exhibitions of your work as i mentioned can bring up mixed feelings um but i think I think an exhibit is one of those times when you really need to call on those good feelings about your work and remember all the good things that have happened and um, in your life and use that to go forward with confidence into your into your opening. Um, one of the something that occurs to me too is like it's just kind of a minor example, but it, I kind of touched on it earlier. So let's say you're in a social situation, a party or something. It's not an art crowd. It's people from different walks of life. Nobody knows. Apparently, as far as you know, nobody really knows much about art or anything. And so uh, somebody asks you what you do. And a lot of people, including myself, even uh, at this stage of the game, kind of cringe a little because I feel immediately vulnerable when somebody asks me that because I feel like I'm opening myself up to uh, anything from indifference to sarcasm. <laughs> uh, there are definitely people who look askance if you claim to be an artist. If you say, well, I'm an artist, they're like, oh, really? It's kind of like they doubt that you're really able to make such a claim, that they doubt that it's valid. Um, and they might not say so, but you know, you could sort of pick up on their rolling their eyes in some way. Um, but other people are going to be interested. They are, want, are going to want to talk. So you really don't know what you're going to get when you simply say something honest, like, I'm an artist. Um, and I think the bottom line is, well, does it really matter? You know, we have, many of us have that urge to um, engage people in a, in a positive way. But if somebody doesn't respond positively, you know, yeah, I guess you have to say, so what? I mean, and, and when you practice saying, I'm an artist, or I do this, it builds confidence. And, you know, you're just being who you are. So you can gain from that situation. That's a positive situation. You can gain confidence in saying, this is what I do. And you could even push it a little bit and talk a little bit more than they actually want to hear. Because <laughs> they don't know that they don't want to hear it. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, sometimes the follow-up question is, oh, what kind of art do you do? And then when I say abstraction, uh, there's another wall that goes up, <laughs> at least with a lot of people. And so at that point, I try to push on a little bit more and, and explain more what it is that I do. 
And that's something that did not come naturally to me for a long time. I can do it now. But it's a, it's a vulnerable situation in which, you know, over time you learn to get better at. And it's that's a fairly minor one, but, it, you know, it comes up. Um, uh, there's a, the situation where you want to promote your work to somebody. And let's just say you're interested in a gallery and you want to talk to somebody there about your work. That's pretty nerve-wracking. Um, you can really feel, you know, that you're being judged, and you are. Uh, you don't know what the person is going to say or what they're going to ask. It, it's basically a job interview, right? And I think very few people don't feel vulnerable when they're being um, evaluated <laughs> for something that they want. They, you know, they want this thing. So the best thing my suggestion in that situation is, yeah, do it, because that's really important for, you know, gaining recognition for your work. So don't shy away from it. But you are also interviewing the gallery person and you are trying to figure out if it's a good fit. And so, you know, if they come across as, as critical or skeptical or something, you know, that isn't working for you, that's a good sign. You, you, you don't want to be there. You need that rapport with the person. So in that situation, yes, you're vulnerable, but yes, you need to be honest about anything that comes up. You know, how much work can you produce? How long have you been exhibiting? Um, all these things that you might want to fudge a little bit. You might have that urge to make yourself look better. But I think being honest, saying this is who I am, um, and that's the only time to, that's your time to put it on the table. So you don't want to overpromise or appear better than you are. You can be confident, but not exaggerated. So um, that's, I think that way of handling that vulnerable situation is really the only one to just be yourself. I would add, um, you know, in terms of like a, a professional capacity and the importance of honesty. Um, I mean, this is something that we kind of encountered with the podcast when, when Kara got sick and we had to put mm -hmm. this whole thing on hold for an extended period of time. Yeah. And that, I mean, there were, there were several weeks before we put anything out because we, I, I was very resistant to the idea of sharing anything with our audience about that. Mm -hmm. um, but at some point it becomes necessary. You have to let people know what's going on. Right. Because otherwise they're potentially going to assume something worse or, you know, they're going to wonder, is the podcast coming back at all? Yeah. Or, you know, or what happened? Or did we happened? just and, give it up or what? You yeah, know? exactly. And so at, at some point you, you do need to just be honest about what your situation is mm -hmm. because the people that you're working with and i mean i i view our listeners as i mean it's kind of a different situation than like a customer you know um i mean it's we have a, a little bit more of a personal relationship with the people that listen to this show they they have a little bit more of a personal understanding of who we are yeah and i think i think a lot of what we talk about we are pretty honest and we yeah exactly you know, we're we're we make ourselves vulnerable too and what you're saying like talking about why that hiatus happened, you know, that was important. Um, and yeah, because it, it, again, that it is more personal than professional what we do here. We try to be professional, but we have that personal connection. And then that amount of vulnerability is more appropriate, I would say. 
and hopefully appreciate it. But if that was a professional relationship, I, I think that that conversation would be completely necessary. Yeah. I mean, you have to let people know what's going on. That's true. And it's, uh, yes, because that, that can come up as well when, for whatever reason. Deadlines or. Yeah. Let's say, you know, you, you're planning for an exhibit and you, you know, you get sick or something and you say, wow, I, I'm really not going to be able to do this. You have to say, I think. I think the amount of background or detail you provide can be less in a professional setting, um, but the the basic facts need to be there for sure. Um, to yeah, just to be honest and not try to hide what's going on. Um, and so you know, really, it get a lot of vulnerability gets down to honesty. It gets down to not running too far and too fast from situations that make you uncomfortable, and might seem a little scary, uh, you know, taking a look at is this potentially valuable or not. Um, one one thing I wanted to mention um, before we need to wrap up here was the vulnerability. As you make your own work in the studio, the vulnerability with your own feelings, and that's kind of what we were talking about last week. It's a different, kind of a different slant on it because nobody's in there with you except perhaps some imaginary people. <laughs> but we we have ways of avoiding our own feelings about the work. And that's uh, being, being open with yourself about, say, why you're feeling frustrated or why this painting seems to be, you know, personally aggravating you <laughs> is, is, that can be hard. I mean, I think a lot of times we just walk away from it. And um, I think acknowledging what you're afraid of in your work, acknowledging what you're avoiding in your work. Um, we usually think of attacks on our emotions, all these things we've been talking about, as coming from outside of ourselves. But obviously, we can create them ourselves. And we can experience them in, in our own heads. So... <laughs> I mean that gets back to the honesty that you put into your work. You you have to you can you can draw on things that you put into your work that are difficult. They may be things that are difficult for you to think about or remember, but they can they're part of you and and they can come into your work. So that's a that's another aspect of vulnerability. Most of the time when we talk about it, we're talking about yeah, stuff we do with other people, what conversations, interactions. Um, that we that we can manage, that we can choose how to deal with to some degree, and at least try not to completely avoid them because they can have good consequences. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Um, yeah, I, you know, just what I was just talking about now being vulnerable as an artist, um, you know, has benefits for your work and your in your own privacy, but also in receiving input um, from other people, in growing your work, um, there are benefits in confronting your own negative thoughts and insecurities that lead you to feel vulnerable. And basically, you know, being uncomfortable in that vulnerable situation, if it leads to good things, is something to tolerate and even seek it out. Um, at least not run away from it. On the other hand, 
you know, we gave some examples that exposing yourself to emotional attacks that don't really serve any good purpose, um, you, you're, you know, I think it's good for you to avoid uh, those situations and, and not, you know, you don't have to deal with that. And it gets back again to that idea of, you know, preserving your confidence and your dignity and not being in situations where somebody's going to challenge you for no good purpose. So um, this, all this uh, um, discussion about vulnerability is important in just negotiating not only your own work, but your, your art career and meeting people, promoting yourself and, and all those aspects. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out rostickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.